previously on giving the mic to the wrong person. All this time, I haven't been working on my next book. I've hacked into the most secret government and corporate secrets. The most secret. So what I was going to say, I, I think it's very important and now it's easier for me to do this because i'm i'm a reporter and i can kind of keep at arm's length but to stay in contact with trump voters and trump trump supporters um you know to i think like cutting them off they then for liberals and leftists they become this kind of like boogeyman right Mm -hmm. you know and and the thing is um, during the 2016 campaign and after, I've, I've interviewed hundreds of Trump uh, supporters, some like lengthy, like hour long conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you you talked to the Bundy folks too. The, uh, the I was there for a week, yeah. but they 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 were actually. I, I was asking them about Trump. You know, first of all, it was very early on, right? It was like uh, right about the time of the. Um, was that, was I, that 2015 or 2016? 2016. We're okay, coming so up on the three-year anniversary. But, um, you know, I think the Iowa and New Hampshire, uh, uh, Iowa caucus and New Hampshire primaries may have already happened. Um, but they, there, there was, like, total indifference uh, to, to Trump. They they saw themselves as uh, much more uh, uh, revolutionaries. Yeah. I mean, I, I called it cowboy revolution. And that's what they were out there to do. Like, yeah. people don't, don't get, like, they want to actually start this like armed revolution yeah they were not into electoralism in other words yeah <laughs> um so did, did but, one of the bundys actually speak out against the border situation he's so Eamon bundy recently spoke out in in uh in support of the migrants and part of it is is a mixture of his own personal beliefs and the, Part of it is probably has to do with his family's own radical beliefs. Let's not forget that Cliven Bundy uh, is this uh, um, uh, nostalgic for slavery. Black people were better off, you know, yeah. and yeah. Mor- Mormons are, are very patriarchal. So, you know, uh, Eamon is not uh, renouncing Daddy Cliven's uh, <laughs> beliefs. Uh, they also desecrated uh, um, Native uh, burial lands. Yeah. You know, they were using... Uh, uh, when I was out there, they were they had commandeered the various fish and wildlife refugee uh, refuge vehicles and were just running them all over the place, just literally tearing on, shit up. Yeah, right. And they would they the government did not prosecute them for archaeological uh, under the archaeological act. So we're we're getting way off. Sorry, base. yeah. Sorry, just something so, when you talked about it. And anyway, just reminded. It's really me. interesting though. I didn't know a lot of that. So yeah, this was a case where they did not over prosecute them, yeah. which was extremely rare. Yeah. yeah. Um, strange. Well, that's what happens when you actually find these like right-wing militias who are brought up. They tend to be under uh, pr- undercharged as opposed to the usual practice of, of overcharging. Yeah. Um, Funny how that works. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Con- uh, continue to your point about not letting not not losing touch. So, because the the thing is. Um, 
you know, is this something I think that we all have to battle within ourselves uh, as a political project? And I'm entirely serious about it is the arrogance that we bring to politics on, on, on the left. The liberals are very arrogant um, and they look down on, on the Trump supporters. Now, you know, in, in the spring of 2016, I started saying to people partly because I knew it would get a rise out of them, but mainly because I absolutely was convinced I was like Trump's a genius. He is a fucking genius. He has no book learning. He has no erudition. But he, what he accomplished at that point was extraordinary, like coming in and blowing up the Republican establishment by the fall. I mean, by winning, I mean, he basically defied everyone. The guy is, I mean, that that's the thing. You read any, you know, when Louis Farrakhan called like uh, Hitler an <laughs> yeah. evil genius, he, he was actually being very accurate. You read any like uh, biographies of Hitler, he was a, a genius. Like he would say like, here's what we as, as the Nazis are going to do here is we're going to do this this is how the Weimar Republic is going to react and then this is how we will react mm-hmm. to them and he just completely bulldozed them um, systematically and that's that's what Trump also he's a genius at using the media at demagoguery um, at, at this type of emotional appeal and so the thing is what these conspiracy theories and getting back now so i'm circling back to this couple in the vice video it gives them a sense of power that they are finally on top and i think that's what like people don't get about trump voters is that like they are finally on top now i think it's it's a fine line to walk we don't want to get uh into the angela nagel kill all normies like kind of oh it's the social justice warriors who are turning them into white nationalists it's just like that's bullshit no one makes you a, a fucking like you know go out and want to kill like uh, brown people and, and jews <laughs> no you know? they already have that ideology and it's just that that is the common enemy and it's not like that it, that they're active you know I've, I've just spent way too much time at, at, in coming to agreement with you i mean i have a libertarian background so that doesn't help you know coming from that side and seeing sort of the disenfranchisement and the feelings of like complete powerlessness that came out of that but then you know going radical left and understanding you know we're not going to reach this sort of the, the people that haven't quite like swallowed the flavor yet you know um w- there are people out there that are just on the tipping point they're swallowing a lot of the ideas but not the full package and and so the the thing is especially i've, I've spent a lot of time in in the midwest uh, um 2016 and it's basically from occupy on mm-hmm. um i and to talk to a lot of uh working class uh, white working class uh supporters of 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 donald trump and and the thing you know i i dig into people's individual lives and you know when i'm talking about like the the classic working class industrial working in factories steel mills auto um i went uh in 2017 to the carrier plants um that's where trump you know and uh said he was going to save all those jobs and he did wind up saving some of the jobs like six or seven hundred yeah you know of course he lied about how many were being saved as a, um, mm-hmm. but but the thing is so i interviewed 17 workers nine of them over half these and these are all union members voted for for trump and the thing is once once i started to like ask them about about their lives i mean and this also uh, matched up with like you know interviewing auto workers and steel workers it's just like 
they they were beat up. I mean, you know, it's just like one one you see it physically by their fifties. You know, they've had numerous injuries, missing teeth. You know, they they or their uh, spouse have diabetes. Mm-hmm. They or their spouse are or have been battling cancer. I talked to one guy who's thirty seven years old and had had three heart attacks. Um, you know, they've lost houses, foreclosure, uh, lost cars, personal bankruptcy. And they they come out of this particular narrative, you know, of their parents and, and grandparents and maybe even great grandparents of, of upward ascendancy through the, this working class. And, and they're being buffeted by forces they cannot understand. And what they see are, are these job losses all around them. And so these are kind of the more instrumentalist, like Trump voters, who I think can potentially be reached. And, and one of the in- interesting things I also discovered of these nine um, uh, uh, Trump supporters, all but two of them liked Bernie Sanders better than Donald Trump. Oh, wow. And by the end of this, I was just like, I was like, Bernie would have won. Yeah. You know? and, and so, but I think it's very, what, what it does is it gives them power, yeah. right? And it gives them power in a way that the left doesn't give them, them power. The left wants th- them to actually... And it, this is again a complexity, right? Because you also first you have you have this kind of like left that this fringe of DSA, which unfortunately um, I think is kind of accurate that people are calling it the the white nationalist left. Uh, um, I'm not going to name names, but they're pretty prominent on Twitter. These uh, white dudes who want to completely deny race and gender, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, uh, they want to reduce everything just to class, which is really stupid. Mechanical Marxists. Right. Yeah. And and uh, then you have the social justice warriors who want to deny uh, class exists at all and make the working class out to to be um, the perpetrators of of oppression. What? Irredeemable as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it's how, again, do you navigate that, that, uh, you know, walk that line? You know, we're recognizing that there are these problematic aspects, but also recognizing that these are people who are being fundamentally shit on. We need to figure out how to win them over while while not like ignoring the the racism and and sexism that is there right and actually uh, something that just remind uh, you reminded me of a question i have and i think you might be able to have a, at least a decent answer to it um how do you distinguish because i think a lot a lot of times uh, like a kind of um a very there's very much a like a liberal belief especially you know sjw sjw or not of to understand is to endorse like how do you you know how do you explain to someone that just by you know uh, i don't know material slash psychological analysis of these people just to understand okay why you know why do they do what they do to the extent that they may or may not actually know is somehow like it's either you know to explain is not to to excuse and i think way too many people because they're they're in their um interaction with politics is primarily just like you know moral scolding and if, if it isn't moralizing then what are you doing you know it's like how do you explain to folks that just by um you know it's like you know, we can understand you know we can ana- we can analyze these people to figure the shit out without like excusing it 
I think, first of all, tune out social media. Um, <laughs> Good luck. You know, secondly, get out of your bubble. And, and you know, what, what I say um, is your bubble can be, you know, in, in New York City where I live, just talking to the person next to you on the subway train. It doesn't mean you have to go to Indiana or, or spend months traveling, you know, to Ohio, Pennsylvania, uh, and, you know, Iowa, wherever, talking to, like, uh, working class uh, uh, folks. Uh, um I it's learning to actually connect with people and to stop treating the working class as an abstraction. A few weeks before I, I went to Indiana, um, I went uh, to this event at Verso Books in, in Brooklyn. So this is like a month or so after Trump is elected. Mm -hmm. You have like, you know, various small socialist parties, uh, international socialist organization, I think Socialist Alternative, Solidarity, and Buscar Sankara from Jacobin, mm -hmm. the, the publisher, he's also there. And they're basically all the parties are not saying anything. They're, they're just offering their line. I mean, it, the Verso office was packed, absolutely packed. You know, and you, so, you, you know, it's just like you can see the, like, steam rising <laughs> off people. There was two overflow rooms that were packed. They were live streaming it and had, like, a thousand... Uh, people watching the live stream. Uh, yep, I remember going to similar events here. Right, remember and, 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 and it, it was crazy. But they were like the, some of the questions were just like one person actually asked, "Does the working class exist?" And I was just like, "Only in fucking New York would you goddamn <laughs> yeah. ask where you're surrounded by the working. goddamn working yeah. class? Would you fucking ask th that problem? Like, why don't you go out to meet them?" And and when I went um, to Indiana, I, I interviewed this. This one woman, I can't remember her name, so I'm not going to... Um, I caught her right before she was about to go to Bible study. Um, uh, African-American, mother of four. So, you know, I just asked, what do you think about Trump? What do you think about Hillary Clinton? Just very basic, neutral questions. Um, and she's just like... I'm, I wasn't much of a, a Hillary f uh, fan. I voted for her, but she's like, I really liked Bernie Sanders. And I was like, this, and I'm just like thinking, this is so fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Like African, Am Bible, you know, Bible group uh, going, you know, African American mother of her four is a Bernie bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and it completely upends this like Democratic a party narrative, right? You know, that, oh, Bernie can't reach black people, blah, 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 you know. And so th the thing is, I think it's important that we build those actual genuine connections to the working class and, and we learn to listen, right? You know, and, and this is a thing, it, it took me like, a few years as a reporter to really learn how to how to do this to you your job is just to go and ask neutral questions and i think it's the same exact thing as as if you're an organizer and you're an activist now it's also useful to learn how to quickly identify the assholes and move on. Yeah, I was going to say, how much is how, how do you do that? That's my question. Because I, I get, like, microaggressed pretty quickly. <laughs> well, I, th I think the, it's the neutral, simple questions. What do you think of? And, like, some of the most useful follow-up questions is when they say something interesting, just say, uh, can you explain? Tell me more. Um, you know, what else can you tell me? Just, just very simple. Like I went to a high school reunion in, uh, uh Maryland where I grew up, uh, uh, last year. And, uh, I grew up in the suburbs outside of Baltimore and I 
realize at one point it's just like, oh man, all these guys <laughs> who I went to high school with, like white guys, and you know, it's just like they're Trump supporters. And I just went into reporting mode and just like let them talk. And you know, did you have your tape recorder with you? Or oh you? God, I I should have turned on my phone and and but I I didn't like and but was interesting. I got three different type of Trump supporters very quickly. There was a one guy who worked in the uh, financial services and was all about like the stock market's booming mm-hmm. and the tax cuts. There was another guy who's an engineer at NASA um, <laughs> who who is just like uh, but I I have known him for a long time and is his is comes from like a southern evangelical family. His dad was an FBI agent um, and even though he's not really religious, he's just like, you know, is just like, you know, Trump crazy but it's who would do more damage who would do more damage and Hillary's a socialist and I just want to be like are you fucking crazy and then there was a third guy who basically he's the one I wish I had recorded it was this Trumpian stream of consciousness where it just like and him I eventually had to be like okay good seeing you and it's just like I I had too much of this during the campaign trail I'm seeing people I haven't seen in 20 years yeah yeah I need to exit this conversation they're on to me, dude. Those guys are sharp as nails up there. You can't put anything past them. Oh, my God, dude. I'm freaking out. I am so stressed out. I feel like I'm having a panic attack. You want to talk about stress? You want to talk about stress? Okay? I've stumbled onto a major company conspiracy, Mac. How about that for stress? What the hell are you talking about? This company is being bled like a stuck pig, Mac, and I got a paper trail to prove it. Check this out. Take a look at this. Jesus Christ, Charlie. That right there is the mail. Now, let's talk about the mail. Can we talk about the mail, please, Mac? I'm dying to talk about the mail for you all day, okay? Pepe Sylvia, this name keeps coming up over and over again. Every day, Pepe's mail is getting sent back to me. Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. I look at the mail. Well, this whole box is Pepe Sylvia. So I say to myself, I got to find this guy. I got to go up to his office. I got to put his mail in the guy's goddamn hands. Otherwise, he's never going to get it. He's going to keep coming back down here. So I go up to Pepe's office, and what do I find out, Mac? What do I find out? There is no Pepe Sylvia. The man does not exist, okay? So I decided, oh, shit, buddy. I got to dig a little deeper. There's no Pepe Sylvia. You got to be kidding me. I got boxes full of Pepe. All right, so I start marching my way down to Carol and HR, and I knock on her door, and I say, Carol, Carol, I got to talk to you about Pepe. And when I open the door, what do I find? There's not a single goddamn desk in that office. There is no Carol in HR. Matt. Half the employees in this building have been made up. This office is a goddamn ghost town. Okay, Charlie, I'm gonna have to stop you right there. Not only do all of these people exist, but they've been asking for their mail on a daily basis. It's all they're talking about up there. Jesus Christ, dude, we are gonna lose our jobs. Well, calm down, because here's one thing that's not gonna happen. What? We're not gonna get fired. We're not. Because we've already been fired. We've lost our jobs? Yeah. About three days ago, a couple pink slips came in the mail. One for you, one for me. So what did I do? I mailed them halfway to Siberia. Okay? If we've lost our jobs, that means we've lost our health insurance, which means all of this was for nothing. God damn it, dude. I'm having a panic attack. I'm actually having a panic attack. Well, will you attack. settle down and have another cup of coffee? I am, bro. All right, well, fine. You know what, Barney? Give this guy a cigarette. He's freaking out. Huh? Who? Barney. He's the guy who tipped me off to Pepe Sylvia. Barney? Who the hell is Barney? You don't see Barney. Oh, shit. What the hell did he... You've lost your mind. You've lost your goddamn mind, Charlie. To, to bring this back to a point we talked about earlier tonight in terms of the, um, the, the, the 
Weltanschung, the worldview shattering thing is always always must be foreign. Either you know, the, the, well, it, to to be acceptable, it must be foreign. Obama has to be you know, uh, Kenyan Muslim. Uh, Trump must be a Russian agent, or the Russians have you know these these evil Slavs coming in and <laughs> doing whatever. Yeah, the Cold War never ended. Apparently, yeah. Well, I think even Corey was talking. Either Corey or somebody else was talking about how Russians are an easy target because they're pretty much white, but not completely white. <laughs> um, or at least they're different enough that we can f- focus on. But anyway, the, this shattering event is always, it must be foreign. But similar, um, when you have all these me- professional high-status Manhattanite media people you know, going on for almost shit, they're still doing this for two years of... Cletus safaris of yeah <laughs> of you know, like I said and it's a thing where they can't accept the fact that because you know again you know I don't you know hopefully we'll never we won't return to the whole like get out of your bubble thing because at the end they interpret this as like we have to go over there the pro you know the person again the, um, a lot of people they think in terms of. Uh, you know, I vote this way because I am morally good, mm-hmm. and you know it's like you know, well, you you have you know you can only bad people do this for whatever reason, and we can't talk to them because they're bad. We, you know, there's a purity thing going on. If to understand or to explain is to excuse and therefore accept and endorse. Yeah, it's, the same it's thing. like platforming, right? Like yeah. there's a, this confusion that by actually listening to people talk about what their beliefs are and trying to get down to the nitty, you know nitty gritty of what they actually care about and what what's motivating them to actually pursue that that we're platforming them you know it's and it's not that is not the case you are engaging with them in a way that doesn't alienate and isolate them from an actual change of mind yeah potentially i agree that we need to bring back alex jones <laughs> he never went away that's that's a separate well that's the thing in terms of like yeah what does alex you know what does alex jones do now that all of a sudden you know he's not only you know he's not just the angry guy occasionally doing cameos in linkletter films he's now like <laughs> you know like the, the the leader of the free world quote unquote is now call, is taking his calls and calling him um oh, is he also, still no, i don't I well don't think so. not, probably not anymore but um, well well no is and this is like Deplatforming fucking works, and you yeah. know, yeah, that's what Jason, yeah, that's what Jay- that's what Jason Wilson pointed out. Is like, yeah, this funny how this shit work, you know, turns out. He's like, yeah, you deplatform these people, and look what happens. Yeah, no, it, it's it's been fucking awesome, <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm going to like, can I uh, invent a neologism? Yeah, feel free, of course, y- yokelism. Oh, I love it. It makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, so that we should not engage in, in yokelism, mm-hmm. yeah. as in Cletus the Slackjaw Yokel. Well, who is this sweetie's name? It's Is it Darlene? Berndine. Hey, Brandine, you might could wear these to your job interview. And scuff up the topless dancing runway? Bernadine. Bernadine? Okay. Or Bra- so, either Bernadine or Brandine, depending on the ex- on the episode, but yeah. So uh, that's a thing. It's just like, it's very... The left project is not to treat other humans as objects. It's to yeah. to uh, find out how where the potential is for solidarity, right? And and to treat them as a subject as as equal to yourself. And I, I think that that's reporting has been really good for me in in terms of that. Like you know, it's just like look, you know, it's just like they they're they're never going to have the air, the book learning that I, I have. You know, um, uh, the vast majority of the of the people I I encounter, but whatever, you know, it's like I'm I'm never going to have the experience that they've had, and and neither of that makes them better or worse than me. Yeah. You know, they they're a, a fully formed human who is deserving of my 
my understanding and uh, if there's some racist if they're racist asshole I can't stand I can exit the conversation yeah. right but again it's like they're indulging in all these cle- again cleta safaris there's the, there's the word again God, I have that had that in my mind for like 22 years now. What is uh, happening? Anyway, I'm, I'm remembering Simpsons bits, but no, you. But again, you have pre, because you have because uh, American mass media is only is only based in like what two cities, maybe three. But like, like none none of these people are all like they're all high status professionals, and. Um, Again, you know, subs- well, not only do they subscribe to the belief that uh, that like, you know, it's a lack of education. It's a lack of being informed is why you mm-hmm. believe the wrong thing. And if you just give people the right facts, like they won't be racist anymore <laughs> um, or they won't vote the wrong way. They don't vote, do the wrong thing. But it's all but it's also the same or, thing. or Krugman, you know, the day after Trump's elected, the white working class votes against its own interests. And I just want to be like, when's the last time you fucking uh, talk to uh, the working mm-hmm. class where it wasn't? Here's a tip where mm-hmm. it didn't end with. Here's a tip. It almost like like, re- uh, like reified this idea of like, you know, the white working class. It's like you know the the problem must be them it's you know it can't be the fact that you know you had plenty of like high status you know finance assholes on on Manhattan who voted for, like I said Trump carried at least what like, like one of the he carried at least like like one county on Long Island and plenty of like Manhattan and ice hold like they couldn't they couldn't talk to people around them it always had to be them it's like and of course, it's their bosses who allowed their media outlets to be weaponized by Trump because it was profitable for them. Yeah. Yeah. Funny how that works. This yeah. is starting to sound suspiciously like a conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm for any conspiracy involving pizza. Yeah. Same as long as it's not in the basement of Comet Pizza. <laughs> yeah, someone once said the difference between um, right wing conspiracy theories and left wing conspiracy theories is that again going back to you know um, these conspiracy they need to be like wild and colorful and you know like like crappy episode which not even crappy they need to be, look like like episodes of twenty four you know they need to be like. Um, Palpable, they, you know, grabbing you. Uh, right wing conspiracies, you turn to Alex Jones to watch, and he screams and yells and feels at the camera, and you know, really exciting stuff. Whereas left wing conspiracy theories, like, yeah, we, you know, you just go, you know, they've been, you, you can find them. They've just been written in books for a hundred years. You just go have to go to the library and sit down for a while, and they're far more accurate. But you know, they won't necessarily get that blood pumping. So. <laughs> Do you think that top-level Democrats conspired to keep Bernie from getting the nomination? Well, I mean, I wrote about that uh, in August of 2015, Mm -hmm. that, of course, they're going to uh, do whatever. And if we actually had a media um, uh, that explained how the... uh, intricacies of the process or we had a a left that had enough um, robust organization where people were researching that it was 
it was all in the open. You know, it's just like they were conspiring, but it was obvious that they were going to do it. And and I mean, it was completely open. Super delegates. What what is that other than a way <laughs> to uh, uh, subvert um, the uh, will of the majority? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not. Again, that's why I'm like we need to have very precise terminology here. Conspiring is not a conspiracy theory. Right. Right. You know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of leftist conspiracy theories, but when we had the Posadas on, so. So nine nine eleven. Here, here's what I, w- I will say about this. So I like, I watched it from my rooftop. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, yeah. In, in, in like, um, uh, I'm, I'm I live close enough. Uh, that I could see people jumping. They oh were God. tiny, but I could see th- them uh, uh, jumping. And I watched, uh, like I kept running up and down to uh, because I didn't know they were going to collapse, right? So I didn't see the first one collapse. I did see the second one collapse. And it tipped over on one corner, right? In other words, and I, I was... Uh, you know, like a, lo- a lot of like Asian immigrant kids, I was like pushed into uh, like you know you're good at math, so be an engineer, right? So it's just like the physics are really fucking simple in terms of like the load bearing, you know, uh, gravity, and that it it did fall uh, not quite at a free fall rate, but very close to it because of uh, the force with each uh, that they were pancaking, right? Yeah. And so basic material science. And, and when when people are are like, "What about Building 7? I'm like, "Okay, I really I'm, I don't want to fucking go, you know, like Gendo's conversation." But are you actually open to evidence? Or are you going to believe what you're going to believe? And I will say, there's a fair number of leftists, maybe even a majority, who are willing to listen to the evidence. And it's just like, and then it's just like, okay, if you're willing to listen to the evidence, the side of the goddamn building was sheared off. Okay? (laughs) When you have these, it's just like, oh, a skyscraper has never collapsed on its own before, and never before have two commercial jumbo jets been flown into buildings. Mm -hmm. And I had numerous friends, you know, I was involved in indie media, who watched it live and recorded it live. So don't give me this bull Bullshit that this is, you know, and as I was talking about earlier, like the Doppler effect, the further and further you get away um, from uh, 9-11, the more distorted the conspiracy theories get, right? So at first, I think the first conspiracy theories were that they were like military cargo planes, which are commercial, which are the same uh, jets, mm-hmm. essentially, C-130, sir. Uh, yeah. um, you know, uh, that were disguised as commercial air airliners then it becomes uh so it was still building planes hitting the buildings right then, physical things right then it was that they were jet fighters that were disguised as i don't know how the fuck you disguise a jet fighter like <laughs> are they wearing like one of those you know uh, pa- paper mache yeah yeah like those giant uh, what do you call them the men at the yeah <laughs> <laughs> the guys at the like the car sales, yeah, yeah yeah at the at the car wash wacky or, yeah wacky 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 uh wacky inflatable arm wave guys are right 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 so that they put wacky inflatable airplane costumes on the jet fighters but um whatever so um then uh what what the hell else it was it was holograms yeah at one point it, did, it became and, and a then, missile or and then a hologram and then then the best was green screen 
and it's just like you realize how fucking big that green screen would have to be that would be one of the most impressive engineering feats in human history this is in early internet culture too right like there wasn't like accessibility of information in the same way so that dissemination of information that happened was well, I think well broadband was a thing no but, it was it was I mean because we were an indie media and stuff was disseminating fast yeah and but it, I meant from the trickle down to people that weren't necessarily on the front lines of that kind of stuff it was I forget I think YouTube was well it was four years before YouTube YouTube yeah. hit mid 05 okay yeah. okay yeah because it really did seem to uh, take off I think in, in kind of the um, it was always lurking there but uh, you know as people pouring over photos and and, and, and things uh, like that lots of like burned DVDs sent in the mail I, I, I definitely unfortunately was shown what is that? Loose change. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do we get an award for Leon? Yeah. <laughs> Scream real loud. <laughs> God. Yeah. But it just was. It was part of that. It was like it was like a refinding of that in a way that like, again, it, your Doppler effect is so true. Like it changes. The myth changes over time. It keeps getting more and more like detached from the the factual history because like initially it has to match very closely to what happened because it's just like so many people saw it live yeah. you know and and you know and also it's just, you're watching it happen live on on the tv the second one like the mm -hmm. whole fucking world saw that happen. yeah i was uh, i was still unemployed living in uh and living in my uh living at my parents house in flint and had just gotten home from but yeah, as, as the, yeah, the story goes, is I was I was on my way to to because we were going to go to CMJ uh, uh, CMJ Music Festival, which is going to happen like that weekend. We were going to drive there, needed to change the oil. Driving to the car place, turned on NPR, and they're talking. No, turned on Howard Stern. They're talking about this thing. So and then got home and clicked on CNN and woke my brother up and was like, "John, you got to come see this." And yeah. Oh, um, I, sh I should bounce soon. But. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, like I said, we're, we're in a whole other episode. But, Jacob? This is that easy shit, though. You're talking about stuff you don't believe in. I want to know the stuff that you do believe in. Like, what's your most paranoid, far-out, fringe belief? You're talking to a hardcore rationalist, someone who's <laughs> trained in the scientific method. Yeah, Marxism helps a lot with this stuff. Um, well, I mean, you're a food guy, right? I mean, I've heard some pretty wild stories about how, you know, certain deals were made under the table as far as, you know, the food pyramid and stuff like that. Well, but but that can be documented. See, this is this is what I find frustrating, though, because these things start as conspiracies, right? And if you prove it, it's still a conspiracy. I mean, Watergate was a conspiracy right, theory. We, no, 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 no. Watergate, there was no conspiracy theory. Watergate was a conspiracy. Hmm. You know. So the I, conspiracy theory is the, is the social phenomenon. Okay. They're, they're very different. That would be so, like lizards did Watergate. Yes. Right. David uh, yes. Icke? Icke? Yes, Icke. Icke. Now, David Icke has joined the annual controversy. After visiting circles in Wiltshire and the Isle of Wight, he claims they're messages from the spirit of the earth. Oh, okay. it's, it's, I, it's I can never understand how he actually says pronounce it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We're running extremely out of time, but because we're we're, let's, we're already talking about actual conspiracy, um, what do you? Let's prognosticate a little bit. What do you think is going to happen for twenty twenty campaign? 
start. Feel free to openly speculate. If not, we, I, we, I, I can cut all this. But well, so I mean, there's something I, I was saying about the 2018 campaign, uh, the midterm, uh, that I, I there's actually very very little that uh, so. I think Trump represented just a staggering uh, failure of the imagination for the left. Um, that this inability to imagine that there can be something worse than left-wing neoliberalism or right-wing neoliberalism. Center-left, yeah. You know, um, was just a, a complete failure of the imagination. And so, you know... I really try to I have my hypotheses uh, uh, and I just again one of the good things about journalism you put yourself out there you know there are plenty of things I've said over the years that have that have been proven wrong and so it's just like okay I need to you know rethink and it's just like rigorously following the evidence so nothing the only thing Trump ever did that surprised me um was when uh, he said he was going to invade mexico <laughs> yeah uh, um so it was just some uh, offhand remark but so i bringing back to wilson wilsonian uh wilsonian uh diplomacy there yeah so i you know all these people who are like outraged or surprised i'm just like you're not paying attention if you're outraged or i mean you know he's doing outrageous stuff he's doing despicable stuff but it's not surprising but none of it has been surprising and you have to i think question how you are approaching your reading of, of history because uh history is always in the present if, if if you are surprised at what he's doing now i i always uh figured his trump card so to speak was to, uh, to call out uh brown shirts um and we saw him uh try to do that in a, a, a um, actually, recently, where he like was directly threatening Antifa. Um, but, oh yeah, the the, yeah. the the anti Antifa. I think he called them. Yeah, like saying the cops. You know, like you better watch out. And also, I'm not sure if he called for militias to go to the border. But you know, so but when there was all the stuff with the the caravan. Now we want to talk about conspiracy, not conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. um, right. a, a, a college professor of mine uh, sent me and like I wasn't uh, um, this idea that the caravan which I don't even like that term uh, yeah, uh, collection of like yeah they're, all, they're just asylum seekers right because again you know like you know have have you ever talked to refugees have you ever you know interviewed refugees and they're just like they don't want to leave their home. Would you want to fucking leave your home? No. No one wants to leave their goddamn home. Yeah, to trek through, like, through a thousand miles. You know, you, you have to be desperate and that, you know, it's, it's you know, um, going into the shark tank is a better option than than for you and your, your children, uh, you know, than uh, where you are now. But this article was basically there was social media activity that looks like, there are some interesting threads that need to be investigated as to whether there was something going on in terms of trying to uh, stoke um, uh, uh, this, like, 
uh, interest in the this caravan. Yeah. Like, you know. Making it a campaign issue. Yeah. and But the thing is, like, here, here's the thing. It's just like, I think if a combination of, like, science and historical materialism, you start to become very comfortable with the world is chaotic, it's unpredictable, lots of shit happens for no, no reason. What the ruling class is doing is they're constantly reacting. Like, I, yeah. I, I recommend to people is... is um, really good book it's a lot of detail it's called from a uh, uh, welfare state to real estate by kim moody um oh yeah kim great, moody okay yeah, yeah. one of the great labor historians it's about the neoliberal turn in new york city um the rockefellers and chase bank like how do they basically saddle the working class with this kind of semi-manufactured financial yeah. crisis and Kim Moody goes, they went through seven freaking attempts, um, the Rockefellers wow. and Chase Bank, before they finally came up with a way to stick the working class, which was basically that they were going to, they took their uh, union pension funds and used it uh, to buy the city bonds, which then made them dependent upon uh, Wall Street investment results. So it, w it was a very effective way to discipline uh, the unions and, and the working class. But their first six attempts failed. Right. And so that's the thing about the right and capitalists and the ruling class. They will keep coming back again and again and again and again and yeah. again. Look, they're still trying to demolish Obamacare right nearly a fucking decade later. And they it, it may eventually work. They don't give up. It's not if they were all powerful, they wouldn't need to keep doing this again and again and again and again. Yeah. Right. And so the thing like when, you know, I've, I've talked to like journalists like you know gone into like nation talk to their interns various classes i'm like it's just like you know f fuck journalism programs it's just like it's it's a it's that's a trade school you can learn that by doing it study theory social political cultural theory is the roadmap to history and society okay if you don't have that you're going to be prone to conspiracy theories okay that is what allows you that's what allows you to understand the world you a, know? Cog a cognitive architecture yeah mm -hmm. yeah all right and it has been a hell of an evening ladies and gentlemen uh, i want to thank all of our contributors here for quite an, uh, yet another expansive edition of this going to be interesting to see if I when I cut this if I'm going to keep it as one episode or two but um, make it two <laughs> this is this is the kill bill you know he went into no I like the one two punch where you open up with the kind of soft idea of conspiracy theories but uh, like end with some real good leftist you're all wrong <laughs> this is going to be three parts the third part <laughs> is me laying down the facts alright so the Rockefellers <laughs> need to be understood in the context of the Rothschilds who as we know made their money originally by getting early warning about the outcome of Waterloo and then no I'm okay. you know what else begins with R Reptiles. Damn. Yeah. I was going to you know, involve the Merovingians in there, but you didn't. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, do we want to do endorsements or just skip it and say, and say goodnight? I would like to recommend the Disinformation series of books. They are the only real history you need. What? I said I read a lot of those. That, that was my first introduction to like the fact that the drug war was not a good thing was not a good thing when I was in high school and I was like, Yeah, I don't even do drugs, but I think this is cool. Um I'm gonna recommend Left Tube. 
because you know everybody on left tube is good. Sean Jen. I was to say, can you can you give some examples of left? <laughs> we it's it's we really need a better term for it, but you can but can you give some examples of this? Just a good just contra points because I mean in terms of addressing like the really shitty parts of the internet in a way that's very um, great. Natalie does a great job, so. Uh, as Mark said, there is no royal road to socialism, so I'm going to recommend Giovanni Origi, uh, The Long 20th Century, and uh, Origi and Beverly Silver, Chaos and Governance in Modern World Systems. Uh, those two, If you read those two, you will uh, come out with a much better understanding of uh, the historical development of capitalism going back to the Italian city-states in the 13th century. Nice. Thank you. Awesome. Um, you know, I, last thing I'll do is a book that I'm just starting to read, but I think is extremely relevant to this. Um, well, we'll see. Hopefully it will be, and this won't be a recommendation in vain, but a uh, brand new book uh, out from MIT Press by Alex Rosenberg called, uh, what is it called? It is... How History Gets Things Wrong, The Neuroscience of Our Addiction to Stories. And it gets into, like, the, uh, I think using, like, just cog, cog science need for narrative and how we have to, like, but we can, uh, but who, someone once said, you know, there's only, like, 12 stories out, 12 kinds of stories out there. And if we can't force history into one of these 12 stories, it just, you know, without an, without an architecture to, to fit these things into, they just kind of float away. So I think the, the book gets into why our hardwiring or even soft wiring kind of like limits our understanding of how things are, you know, of history and events and perception. Barbara Kingsolver says you can uh, reduce it to two stories. A stranger comes to town or I go on a journey. I like that. What do you all have to promote? Social media wise? Yes. You can find me, Nat, at Ashes for Foxes, talking too much about Star Wars because it's the season for it, and also at Metamachina, M-E-T-A-M-A-S-H-I-N-A. Uh, I have a Patreon account uh, where you can uh, support me, and uh, Jeremy is one of my esteemed, much-loved uh, uh, supporters uh, because this is the historical material reality of the world we live in and trying to be an independent journalist mm-hmm. yep got a yeah, uh, at some point you do have to fund it's similar to uh the, the people's policy project you have you have to uh because if you don't if you don't fund folks doing the work they have to, they either starve or they sell out and <laughs> might as well uh, at least uh, help them out some way or they stop doing it and because they have to go to work at home depot yep yeah what's your twitter handle uh, at Arun Indy, A R U N I N D Y. Perfect. And my Facebook page is pretty much public too. So nice. Jacob, you have anything? I'm at Jacob Mercy on Twitter, on Twitch. I'm coming to YouTube soon, so watch out. <laughs> How about Gab? Uh, I have a Gab account. I don't use it. Uh, they. I'm just curious what people have to say. Yeah, uh, a lot, a lot of, a lot of racial slurs so far. <laughs> so it's yeah, like, thick. Yeah, it's only like, <laughs> it's, so it's like part of the internet, only, uh, only, just, only just amplified. Oh, and I will also, I will endorse uh, octave pedals. Get yourself a good octave pedal. I just got one, and it's, uh, it sounds real cool. Sounds like this. I would like to mention that 
giving the mic to the wrong person also has a Patreon, and I would strongly recommend that you give us money, but make sure you mark it for Jacob's use only. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's what's the address of the, of the Patreon? I don't know. Patreon.com slash giving the mic. Yeah, that one. You can reach us. You have any comments, suggestions for local uh, recommended uh, Korean joints in Portland that we should check out? Uh, Give me more bulgogi. Yeah. yeah. Show topics, uh, good post-hardcore bands that are putting out good, or uh, records, anything like that. Uh, giving the mic at gmail.com or on facebook.com slash giving the mic. Um, this is our final recorded show for 2018, probably. Uh, thanks to everybody listening, and it's been we've been doing this thing for about two years now. Jesus Christ, I can't believe I'm still nice. doing this. Um, yeah, thanks a lot for everything, and um, happy early 2019 when you hear this. Okay, thank you. Uh, final words and good night. Happy Anybody? fucking New Year. Good night. <laughs> the CIA was moving crack cocaine in the 80s, and that used to be a conspiracy theory too. But then it turned out to be a conspiracy fact. Actually, put a put a mic drop in here. Again, wasn't really a conspiracy theory. Also, yeah, I think like, I think we are having some definite relations. Didn't like I refuse to recognize this. There's no meaningful difference it between the two. Robert Perry started reporting that yeah. for the AP in like '84 or '85. Yeah, wasn't that part of the thing that like John Kerry was involved? Was, was, was there was the hearings by that that Kerry was a chair of where they documented a good bit of it and but kept hitting dead ends. There were other reporters. This is long before for Gary Webb, uh, so there was contemporaneous reporting with rumors and beliefs, you know, um, but we, we also didn't, like, there's a whole issue of, like, African-American community and conspiracy conspiracies versus conspiracy theories yeah. where there is a lot of legitimacy for African Americans to believe like the government is doing shit to them because they did. Yeah, we they have yeah, <laughs> well, we have and our, that is we, when we have our seats. They have tape. That one was actually pushed by the Soviets. Which we have, one? Uh, specifically that the CIA created AIDS uh, deliberately to infect minority populations is actually a Russian plot. Soviets is different. We have the documents, folks. Anyway, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and good night. Thank you. Thank you. Google Danny Casolero. Uh -huh.